Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Dungeons and Airwaves. Episode 10. Episode 10. We've it's reached a, double digits. We've reached the milestone of episode 10. And thank you, everybody, for join, for tuning in every week and making this possible. We hope you're enjoying it so far. Yes. Um, so where we left off last week. I would actually say, for anyone that maybe hasn't heard the episode last week, as counterintuitive as it is, it might behoove you not to listen to this tonight. Listen to last week's episode of the podcast and listen to this tomorrow when it's podcasted. Yeah, you probably should. Um, don't worry. There won't be... a uh, any spoilers in this recap, but... Uh, um, yeah, no, it, it was fun, but it was a time, so I would recommend checking out that podcast before jumping into this week's episode if you yes. get a chance. And this episode, as every other, will be podcasted as of tomorrow by close of business. And before we jump into it, I also want to say, uh, i give a quick shout-out to our player, M, who is recovering at home. She's obviously not here tonight. We wish you all the best, and hopefully we'll see you back next week. And we absolutely bloody miss you. Yes, that Very much so. Also, I still love your cats. <laughs> Valid. All cats are lovely. So, where we left off last week, you were surprised in your sleep by a group of bandits who seemed to know Katya. And over the course of that night, you learned a little bit more before she went off with an old flame of hers to have a private discussion. And after a while of them being gone, Leonette and Kodak began to realize that something was desperately wrong. Okay, I was going to say, for anyone that okay, hasn't heard last week's episode, you have five seconds to turn this off and go and listen to that. Five, <laughs> four, four, three, three two, two, one. one. Yes, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say that. Thanks, oh, Well, there's, there's going to be no way of getting into it without... No, but I wanted to do it, like, in a... With mystery and intrigue. manner. Sorry. Um... She might be dead. She, yeah, there's no bringing her back. Cupid shotty shot. Yeah. What is actually happening, and where we'll uh, start back up, is Leonette and an unnamed druid ally, question mark, More just running through mm. the forest on horseback. I'm on Midnight. Yes. He's on Onyx. Yes. Should we launch into this week's episode? We probably should. Yes. <laughs> so when we come back, we will be obviously in our characters. This is Dungeons & Airwaves, episode 10 at this wonderful milestone show. Hired by a mysterious party, three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. Alright, so Leonette is galloping through the woods on Midnight's back. What is Kodak doing? Kodak's about to start heading in the woods, noticing that Katia and her friend have gotten quite... There's no screaming or anything, so now Kodak's actually worried. Okay. I'm going to... Considering that we're on horseback, are we going to, like... Are we going to get to the clearing where they were at the same time, or is one of us going to get there first? How fast does a grizzly bear run? How fast does a ho- does a I think horse it's run? about the same speed. Or are you? So have you transformed? Fifty-six yeah. kilometers an hour. For those of you playing along at home, that's very fast. Mm. That's speeding in Armadale. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it is. I have no idea how many kilometers forty miles per hour is, but that's apparently how fast a horse can run. Uh, that's more. That's more than fifty-six k's. 
I'm going to say you guys both arrive at about the same time. Just sorry, now I've just got the image of like the police and Armadale trying to pull over a grizzly bear and giving it a ticket. <laughs> I have so many questions about that scenario. Sorry, anyway, but so back to any, does anything happen before we get there? At a certain point, roll perception. Me or Billy? Or both? Both. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Well, Mine was a nat 20. Let's go with smell. actually shake. What was yours, Billy? 21. Oh, flipping heck. Nice. Okay, good rolls to start with. So what you both hear is ungodly screaming. And the sound of weapons being drawn, arrows being fired, and the occasional wet, crunching thwack of bodies. Oh, God, the camp. And at this point, uh, this druid leaps from the back of Onyx immediately into wolf form and heads straight for the camp. Stay, stay close, Onyx, stay close. He is staying as close as he can. And we'll just gallop onward, uh, not towards the camp, like screw yeah. the camp. We're going to where we know, where we assume Katya is. So roll nature for me. Um, you don't have to because you're following his scent. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. Just bear things. <laughs> Stop living. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, nature you said? Yes. Okay, let me just bring up my skills for the bonus, and that is 18. Yeah, you've got a fairly decent idea of where you need to go. <laughs> and it becomes a little bit more apparent as you start to see destroyed trees. At this point, I'm full on, like, urging Midnight on. Just, you know, come on, come on, come on. She's going as fast as she can, given the underbrush. And given the fra- fact that she's got a friggin' giant on her back. Yeah. You got this, sweetheart. You got this. So you both arrive around the same time. And what you see is a clearing in shambles. There are trees that have been broken in half. There's blood everywhere. And on the opposite side of the clearing, pinned against a tree with a giant metal spike through their chests, is Katya and Mercer Green. By the gods! You just see Kodak come clean out of the brush spot Katia and just leg straight over there and try and get them off the spear like shifts back and then tries to pull them off the spear so are you pulling the so the spike is imagine kind of a giant metal thorn more than a spear okay um any way to dislodge it from the tree potentially strength check That would be a 13. Not enough. It is embedded through their bodies and through the tree. I will go and just ride up and dismount and attempt to do the same thing. Yep. Okay, and my my strength is, my strength bonus is... Plus five, I believe. Yeah. Plus I, four. Plus four. Sorry, I couldn't find it on my sheet. That was my bad. Well, that's a 19. You can't pull it out either. Okay, I will then immediately just pause for a minute to think... And then I'm going to use a cantrip because it doesn't use a spell slot and just cast Spare the Dying. 
very much aware that it's most likely futile, but going to give it a crack anyway. Yeah, by this point, their bodies are already starting to get cold. Leo, what could have done this? And I'm just... I'm going to attempt to use druid craft on the tree. Is mm-hmm. there any way I can make it form a hollow around the... Just to loosen the actual thorn itself? What does druid craft itself actually read? Failing that. Basic I, plant manipulation. Failing that, <laughs> I do have... Things. Failing that, I have another idea, but it's a little more gruesome. Uh, you instantly make a flower blossom. You snuff out a candle. Create a harmless sensory effect. I'm going to say no for That's druid craft. This... Um, the spike, like, are they are they full on, like, is there any gap between their bodies or the tree where there's, like, the spike visible? Okay, I'm going to try something a little different. I'm going to grab Katya and attempt to pull her off the spike. Okay. Um, so, to do that, you'll also be pulling Mercer Green off as well, because he is... I don't care about him. He can rot in hell. I'm just concerned about Katya. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be another strength check. If this is a nat one and the head comes off, I'm going to feel so guilty. Make her head fall off. That's gross. <laughs> 18. Yeah, so it squelches a little bit as you pull them both off because the spike is a little bit bigger at the base than it is at the tip. Sure. So in order to pull their bodies off, you are forcing the wound in their chests to grow, but you are able to remove their bodies. Cool. And then I will once again attempt to cast Spare the Dying. <laughs> yeah. Still nothing. Seeing them on the ground, I'm going to run over. No, you need to put more juice, and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on Cartier using my last second level spell slot. For a moment, it kind of looks like the edges of this wound slowly begin to knit back together, and then it, like, falls away. And the magic fizzles out. Leo, surely you can do something. It's too late. We're too late. I just look around at the... What could have done this? I look... uh, Can we still hear the squelches and the screaming, or have they faded too? It's faded a little bit now, but you can still sort of hear them. I'm assuming whatever is doing that. No, we... We have to... I'm not saying we deal with that, but we... We need to do something. We can't just leave Cartier to the animals. We can't do anything for the camp. We can't. No, not the camp. We need to do something for Cartier. We're not leaving her here. We'll bring her with us. Where's the other horse? Onyx. Uh, Onyx would have stayed with us, so he would have been. Yeah, both horses are there. Okay. I just jerk back towards the pair of them. Yeah, um, what do we, Mr. Mercer, what do we do with him? Just We burn him, as we would anybody else. He is, wait. Uh, watch whatever we do with Katja. Um, seems as though we should probably do to him as well. That's fair. Um... Were we able to take a body each on the horses, perhaps? Just Neither of them weigh very much. They'll be fine. I feel like we should give them a proper burial somewhere, but we don't know whatever done this might come back, so we need to We go. get out. We get out now. Okay. Um, you see me go through, looking through. i got a little pouch of, like, materials and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I don't think I have anything to make this easier. Um... I'm going to try and get the horses. 
um, and bring them over. Um, can I get Leonette to roll a religion check? Something that I am, uh, that, something that Leonette is exceptionally good at. Doesn't the Kodak has a, um, a demonology book, right? Yes, he does. Nice. 20 for any, oh, I was going to say sharing it, non-nat 20, not 20, nat 20. Nat yeah, it was a nat 20. There's some creatures that you've read about that have the ability to do this amount of destruction. They're called pit devils. And they are outside of the arc devils and, you know, the the lords of the hells, they are the most powerful creatures. We need to go now. I agree. Opposite direction to that, whatever that is, we need to get Um, out. Katia had... Who's got the scroll for Sir Aurum? It's on her person. Um, we'll deal with that when we get to the wagon. Um, we need. We still have the wagon, right? Mm-hmm. We still have okay, the wagon. I just want to double-check because I've only seen the horses. Um, we need to get out of here, like, uh, now. With, with that, I'll just load... I'll pick up Katia and Mercer because I'm obviously, you know, strong mm-hmm. boy, and I'll just... For context, you don't have the wagon with you. It is, like back right next to the camp yeah no we're i'm we're gonna go back oh and wait next to the camp is in the hang on i thought it was still by the road it would be next to the hut wouldn't it because it yeah but their camp was really close to the hut sugar um right here well (laughs) next stop um maybe we'd be careful and we see if whatever's we go we go quietly worst comes to worst we contact orem and tell him to get us the hell out of here like he did last time we can only count on that so many times before he doesn't respond. Um, He's a smart fellow. I think I have a hunch he already knows what's happened. Well, okay. <laughs> we need to get out of here now, though. Um, I'm just, yeah, like I said, I'm just going to more or less sort of give you Katya and I'll take mercy. I start casting Speak with Animals. Okay. Um, just to tell the horses we need to go carefully but also quietly. Yeah, they're freaking out a little bit, but they... yeah calm down slightly now that I, you've explained what's going on. I'll give them both an apple. They're not going to eat it right now. <laughs> okay, it was more to try and calm them down than yeah. anything else. Um, I'm going to hop on and try and get back without dropping Cartier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I've just got like, we take off and she just goes flying backwards. <laughs> I was uh, ragdolling like in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> okay. Um, like getting voiced from the throat of the world and just tumbling. Anyway, yeah, sorry. So we'll progress. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll hop on Onyx. Okay. Um, and I'll hop on Midnight with Mercer and we'll slowly head back. Um, um, we'll slowly head back towards the camp area. All right. And as they attempt to make their way back, we'll cut to a quick break. Uh, you've been listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM. We'll be right back.
All right, and we're back. And as you ride through the wilderness, I will get you both to make a stealth check. Stealthy checky. Stealthy checky. I'm pretty sure I've got a... I'm just checking, yeah. I've got I, a, I, are are a, you moving quickly or...? Quietly was what I said to the horses. Okay, so it won't be a disadvantage. 15. How Unnatural 20. Nice. How the hell do I have a plus one in stealth? I'm a monstrously large because man. Because you've got a plus one to dex. Oh. So your stealth uses your dexterity modifier. Sure. Yeah. Uh, unnatural 20 and a 15? Yeah. Yeah, you are able to go reasonably quietly, but you are moving slowly. That's fair. Slow is good. Maybe. Slow is good. You start to hear this chittering in the trees above you. And you feel just this shiver run down the back of your spine as if eyes are on you. I'm not familiar with the noise, am I? No. I think we need to go a little bit quicker. And I kind of just point up. I'm looking up. Do I see anything in the trees? Do you have dark vision? Yes. Do okay. I? I don't know. I th- no, I would do. Cause, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. Um, I'm pretty sure I do. Conditions, let me just... Ooh, I don't know if you do. You do not have dark vision. Crap, okay, I thought for sure that I did. Radio. Yeah, I don't know if... Goliaths have dark vision. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't have dark vision, no. Yeah, radio. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> only I can't see it at the moment. Like, You can't see it, though. You oh, just... Are you sure it, if there's something watching us, shouldn't we go slower? Not if it's right above us. We should probably get away from it. And it didn't sound like any bird or beast that I'm familiar with. Oh, shit. Quick and pace. Quick and pace. All right. At this point, we're going to dive into another skill challenge. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, we're going to die. Nah, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's what Katya said. She got pinned to a tree. So, uh, for listeners at home who may have forgotten, uh, with a skills challenge, I'll get everyone to roll initiative. And we'll go in initiative order, which is pretty much just going to be... <laughs> Eight. Honestly, you don't even have to roll. You can just do paper, scissors, rock to see who wants to go first. Because there's only two of you. <laughs> Seven and eight, right? Um, well, thankfully, this wasn't too... Like, hopefully, that's a one bad roll for the session. So the goal for this is to make it somewhere safe. The the wagon. Mm, yeah. Make it somewhere safe. The wagon. Yeah, I don't think that's safe. So, uh, what you'll need to do is you need to, you can use any skill that you like, but you need to convince me that this skill and the action you are taking is going to further you towards your goal. You have a certain amount of successes you need to reach before you succeed, and a certain amount of failures on the rolls will result in a fail. And we die. No. Something else might happen, though. One of us will die. (laughs) Maybe. Um, righty, um, I think you're up first. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, uh, no. Mm. We just okay. have to remember we've got bodies on the horses. No, I was going to say, because if we come across, like, if it if we end up face-to-face with this thing, I'm just going to chuck Mercer Green at it to try and distract it and take off. 
Like, I, I have no... Like, you know, obviously I wanted to keep him and Katya together, but I'm not throwing her at it. I mm-hmm. might as well throw him. Anyway, so, all right, so what are we trying to do? We're trying to just get somewhere safe. You need to get somewhere safe. Okay, first thing to do would be to get away from whatever's above us that's going... So, um, uh, we'll use... That was good. I will... Yeah. I will use... Hmm. Would speed be under survival? Yes. I will use speed to try and get us to move faster away from whatever's above us. Okay. But to do that, you will no longer be stealthed. Okay, scratch that. Um, I feel like it knows where we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will, oh, yeah, true. In that case, no, you've got a good point. Well, technically, because you're riding a horse, that would be animal handling. Okay, then I'll use animal handling. Okay. Do I have to roll for that? Yes, you okay. have to roll for all of these. 18. Yeah, you are able to go faster, but this is about as fast as you can go. There's branches hitting you in the face, and they're not little whippy ones. You're tall enough. I'm getting hit by trunks, aren't I? Yeah. On the back of this horse, you are now tall enough that you are being hit by the thick branches of these trees. Mercer Green's corpse isn't getting mutilated, is it? No, they're fine. It's just hitting you in the face and chest. Because I don't know how, like, if we're on the horse, like, how are we transporting the bodies? Are they just sort of like... I've got Cartier sitting in front of me. Horses are quite large. You can easily have one, like... Oh, I thought thought it was going to, like, sitting on my back or something, right? No, right, no. On a Shire horse, you could have it, like, just draped in front of you or behind you and it's unlikely to fall off okay well that works then i just don't want yet yeah, him to go flying without me meaning to yeah no okay fine. well that's what i'll do anyway right, i'm gonna go through um i don't know exactly where this creature is do i so i can just kind of gather roughly it's above uh, us somewhere yeah you get the feeling there might be more than one so what i'm gonna do is just before Ben start, uh, Leonette starts taking off, you see me pull a small sprig and the end of it glows. So I basically pull a couple of glyphs and you see four little lights appear before merging into a humanoid form and you just see it sitting there dancing in the middle of the trees as we ride in the opposite direction. Distraction, I like it. Okay. And are you rolling Arcana for that? Um, yeah. Yep. We'll see how that goes. Eight. Oh, shit. So what were you... It's just Roblox characters. So so you were attempting to distract them. Yeah, using dancing light. Yeah. Um, They are not distracted by this, but you are now able to see these unholy things. They look a little bit like the imps you fought earlier, but... This isn't like the devil, like the thing that killed Kachi then. This is a different thing altogether. This is a different thing. But spiny. Oh. we, We can fight them then. Maybe mm. not. We do have two dead bodies to transport. You're also starting to see there's a lot more eyes in the trees than you felt. So what's it, what are they going to do? Kill them again? Kill you guys? Oh, yeah, well, that's a problem. No, he said, <laughs> well, we've got two dead bodies. I'm like, well, what difference is that yeah. going to make? They're not going to kill them again. But, uh, yeah, that one was a failure, unfortunately. Okay, are we still heading in the direction of the camp and wagon? Well, if, you're, if your aim is to head to the wagon... Um, then yes, you are still heading in that direction. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, so it's just meaning we don't. Have, there's no like the creatures don't have an initiative thing right here. No. Um, I will then. Uh, can I use the same skill again? I mean, y- you can, but try to avoid just spamming the same skill. Basically. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm just um, yeah. um. Okay, I will cast. Um, I'm going to 
cast light. Do you have? Light? Yeah, it's a bonus cantrip. Oh yeah, you do. You get it because of by default. I'm just going to basically cast it on any of the branches that are flicking by me. Just uh, just basically casting. So what what are you trying to do by casting? Distracting light? the same thing as Billy. Just distracting these things to give us more time to get away. Okay. Um, so do, what would I roll that? Would that be Arcana? That would be Arcana. Sure. Um, and the DC is higher now because the first one failed. So whose DC is higher? Your DC is higher because the first roll. Billy tried to do this. You're trying to do the same thing. The first time failed, so they're now aware of the trick. Oh, So you're going to have sugar. to roll a higher number to succeed. Right, yeah. Well, my Arcana's plus four. Well, that's a six. I think we can safely give up on this trick. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fail. I would hope so. Um, and as you are both focused on these things, something appears in front of you. Oh, crap. I've got to stop failing. The Well, I made this a very difficult skills challenge. You've had two failures. <gasps> <laughs> so we've just failed the skills challenge? Yes. Shinola. And something appears in front of you out of the brushes, and you can't quite make it out. How agile are the horses? They're shy as they're not very agile. So I couldn't, like, they couldn't turn instantly to the right? No. How quickly can they stop? Well, they've already stopped at this point. Okay, sweet. Mm. So I assume the skill challenge is over then? Like The skill challenge is over. You guys are in combat. I'm, dismant I'm dismantling. I'm dismounting from the horse. Okay. Mm -hmm. And just getting ready to freak up this thing okay yeah um i can't tell what it is that stepped out in front of lena with dark it vision. stepped out in front of both of you it oh. is massive it's got a long tail spines all the way down it it kind of looks like a corrupted owlbear oh, nope <laughs> could we just turn in the opposite direction and flee is that an option well, probably not because I've just gotten off the horse, but... Before you get off the horse, you can try. So it would be a, a dexterity save from both of you. Mm -hmm. Kodak, we flee. <laughs> Seeing the creature ahead, yes. <laughs> okay, so dex saving throw. Well, I have... A 17. Mm -hmm. Six. <laughs> oh, no. So you're both able to dodge this monster, but the imps, the barbed imps that were in the trees, swarm Kodak. And they bite and scratch and claw, and you guys are now just running blindly as you still hear, like, things coming behind you and the chittering... And you can see eyes in the forest. And then as you, for a moment, you think you're safe. And then something hits both of you off your horses. Where are the corpses? I'm trying to hold on to Katia as we go airborne. Yeah, you are able to hold on to Katia's corpse. I'm just like, I've, I'm just grabbing Mercer Greg by the hair and just trying to hold on. The horses are fine. They run off as soon as you guys are gone. They're, I was going to say... They're, they're booking it. Was, yeah. I'm just going to like yell out to them, go, run, get out of here. We'll be fine. Um, but you both feel this 
blinding pain as something stabs into your chest. And we'll take a quick break there. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, now that we've been sufficiently, you know, impaled, (laughs) (laughs) Um, now that, yeah, we've been, uh, we're in a little bit of trouble, um... We will be right back here on 106.9 Tune FM. You're listening to the home of UNE's student-powered radio. We're back, and you guys don't know where you are. Oh, you're finally awake. (laughs) 
Sorry, I had to make one Skyrim joke. It was basically going to be that anyway. <laughs> As you come to in a cold underground cavern lying on stone slabs. And these stone slabs have been, well, a number of them have been pushed together to account for Leonette's height. Um, and only a couple have been pushed together for Leonette. So are, are we together? As you look over, you do see Kodak on uh, the area next to you. And you also see two uh, two figures covered in sheets on the floor. Kodak! Uh, Did just like, anyone see the wagon that hit us? <laughs> I'll just look down like at my chest like <gasps> There's faint scarring on both of you, but there's no sign of any wound. If we we were in the trees and where are we? Oh just I know where we looking are. Looking around. I think I know where we are. Seeing the stone walls, I kinda of like give them to Are we underground? Fennell and you fantastic son of a bitch. Huh? I'm I'm missing. S- Looks, these are two bodies with the blankets. Please tell me that's Cartier, Mercer. I will go and have a gaze. It is, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's it's Cartier and Mercer. You also notice that their wounds have been stitched up. They Not that it would it would do much, but there is now no longer a gaping hole in their chests. Sure. I'm not going to cast save the dying again. I think that ship is very much sailed. There's the faintest of light. It's not fire, but there are on the wall, actually now that you're waking up, you notice that the walls of this cave are not natural like you first thought. They are chiseled out. There are designs and set in sconces on the wall are glowing crystals. Bill, uh, Kodak. (laughs) Kodak, have you had much to do with dwarves before? Uh, and just has like a flashback of a few run-ins. Not, not too many, if I'm being honest. Well, we just, well, we owe our life to some now. Oh, there's more people I owe things to now. <laughs> you see, you kind of pull out and just scribble away in a little book and close it and put it away. So are we in like a room, like a jail cell type thing? It's not a jail cell. It's more like a morgue slash med bay. I'm just going to like call out. I'm just going to sort of like just call out for Fenelon. And you see out of another door, a head pops out. It's not Fenelon's. Um, it's a younger looking dwarf. They have dark, ruddy hair and a very long beard with three intricate braids that all braided into one down the front. Um, and you, having visited this can before, you know that this is um, one of the designs that signifies a healer. Oh, you're awake. Do I have you to thank for saving our lives? Um, no, not me. A, a couple of the others, you know, they, they were out in a boat and they were, you know, checking to see what was going on. We heard some commotion. Uh, and we found your bodies. And, um, Did you find our horses by any chance? Oh, yeah, they're fine. Oh, thank, thank God. God. They don't actually fit down here, so they're just... Just trying to picture them pushing the Clydesdales into dwarven oh, tunnels. Well, we, we've got a couple of, you know, settlements on the surface. They're just chilling in one of those. Where is Fenillon? Uh, he's out at the moment. 
damn. Uh, we, we have to see to our friend. They need proper burials. We just, they can't just sit here on the floor. Well, we're not going to leave them sitting here on the floor. They'll start to rot. It's it's their nature to be blunt. Don't don't worry. And Kodak just kind of sits there, not quite sure what to make of the situation. We will attend to them in due course. Don't worry. We've I've already cast gentle repose on them, so their bodies actually uh, they'll be fine for the next, you know, a uh, few days. I'm going to just sort of go over and sit with Katya. Okay. Do Do you want me to give you a moment? Yeah, that would be best. Okay. I'll be back with some, um, what do you, what do you guys eat again? Do you, do you eat broth? Broth would be Broth would be fine. Wonderful. Do you have any ale? We're dwarves. Of course we've got some bloody ale. I was just being polite. Kodak, some please don't take this the wrong way, but that might be the stupidest question I've ever heard you ask. Uh, some of the good stuff, please. Oh, it's all good stuff. Don't worry. It'll, uh, it'll knock you right back out. That would be nice. That would be fantastic. I just kind of slump on the floor. Are you with Katya as well? Yeah. Radio. Her body's just lying there. I'm just sort of going to like gently like, you know what you do to bodies, just put mm. that, put my hand on her chest and sort of just... Now the sort of like grief is sort of starting to play a part and become rather present. Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of starting to get a little bit... Um, very quite upset, but I'm holding it back and just sort of saying a little, a little, a little poem for her and being miserable. She looks a lot more frail now than she did before. Well, she's dead. Yeah, but she just there's something about her looking at her lifeless body that you realise she was actually a really small woman and she was quite old, and it's. A jarring realization to come to. She was a fighter until her very last. But she shouldn't have been. She would have fit in among my people quite well. But she shouldn't have been. You see, Kodak, we've got all our stuff with us. Yeah, you've got all your stuff. You want to go into my little bag of stuff? And you see a weird combination of what looks like a mixture of grease and charcoal. And I begin doing almost like wall markings. I know I'm not chieftain, but you deserve every right of anyone from my clan. And I go and give her almost like a coming of age ceremony, like markings. An initiation right of sorts. I'm going to miss you, Katya. I wish you hadn't come with us. You might still be alive. And I wish I hadn't. I don't really have too many regrets about not going off. Um, I don't really have too many regrets about not going off with you because whatever did that to you would not have had any trouble dealing with us, but I'm sorry you're gone. And you see Kodak just... It just really hit him to the point. You see his eyes getting a bit watery. He's just, after he's finished doing the markings, just kind of sits there for a bit. You see he pulls out the sprig again and begins to perform a farewell ritual uh, with a few druidic incantations over the body. Perhaps you'll find peace in your next life. 
perhaps you and Mercer can start pissing each off all over again, pissing each other off all over again. <laughs> um, I'll do the same ritual, not with the um, initiation markings, but with yep. the final rest incantation over him also. Yeah. I promise at some point we'll go and kill that bitch for you. That would be referring to Leanne. <laughs> Is I actually know she would have been yeah, for, probably she, quite dead. If it makes you feel any better, I guarantee you, Leanne's no longer with us either. Nah, she she might have survived. Who knows? She seemed to survive everything else that they threw at her. <laughs> you deserve better, Katja. You deserve better than getting stuck to a tree. We'll try and find somewhere nice to bury you. Katya, the immortal tree hugger. <laughs> Burying may not be the best idea. How so? Cremation seems more appropriate. That is possible, but I feel like we should set up something. She deserves not just to go with the ash, but... Oh, no, absolutely not. She deserves some sort of... Somewhere with a view. Some sort of memorial gravesite, but I f- uh, some sort of memorial, but I feel as though... I feel as though she wouldn't want to be tied to a one spot in the ground. I feel like she would rather be... Without being yielded somewhere, put it that way. You do know that there is a place here where um, bodies are laid to rest. It is a massive underground lake, almost like a, uh, a spring. And they put their, the dwarves, the mountain dwarves of this can, they put their dead on boats and send them out and cremate them on the water. I will relay that information to Kodak and just suggest it might be apt. I mean, it works, but I'd like to put one of my village's touches to the ceremony if oh, we please, can. Please, please do. You, of course, you pl- yeah. please do. We should probably organise that with the healer once she's once, once they've back, returned. We'll them. I will also, um, we'll make sure that Mercer goes with her. She, I yeah. think she would like that. And we'll, you know, give her her maul. And unfortunately, now here comes the rather uh, distasteful part of the proceedings. We shouldn't let what she had on her go to waste. Yeah. We're going to need that scroll to contact Sir Orum. And the shoes. Oh, that's right, her boots. Um. And whatever gold or supplies she may have had on her. That is so true. So, looking at the body, um, you can see that they've both, m- both mostly been already prepped for burial. Mm-hmm or to be laid to rest, they're wearing just a basic, you know, a shift that's, a l- well, not quite as short on them as you would expect because they were both fairly short humans. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but their their gear has been set sort of aside. Okay. So you don't have to go through the distasteful process of looting as that's already been done for. And Fantastic. At this point, the healer returns with a tray of food and drink, and we will cut to a quick song break here on 106.9 Tune FM. I'm so 
and we are back with some very real emotions. <laughs> so, I'm sad. I am actually quite sad myself. No, I was talking about character-wise. I'm just yeah. like, I, like I said during the break, I'm not, I don't really have too much experience with grief or sadness on that level, so I'm struggling to sort of convey it. And I feel like Leonette would be... He'd be rather stoic about the whole he, thing, but he would yeah. he would be also, you know, a little bit internally quite upset. Yeah. Um, so... so oh, the heel has just rocked up, Yeah, the he? heel has just rocked up. He or up. she? Um, roll a... Gender Deception check <laughs> for me. Sure. Um, 21 or whatever. Yeah. So with your experience, you know, with the mountain dwarf culture, um, you can recognize the braid uh, patterns on their beard that signifies that they uh, belong, they're neither gender. Thank you very much. They are a gender. Thank you for, thank you for the, Thank you for the sustenance, friend, and thank you for nursing us back to Thank health. you for fixing our wounds. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for making making our dear friend presentable. Ah, uh, yes, um, I am sorry about that. It's, it's an unfortunate situation, but... We couldn't save her. She didn't have a chance. Well, we yeah. all have to go sometime. Have you ever heard of a pit devil? And that, I got I got the name right. That's what they're called. Yeah, it's called a pit devil. Yeah. You know, I'm not too sure that I have. Um, I don't really do the, the, you know, the scriptures and the scholars and the learning and all that. That's more. I hope you never have to find out what they are. Well, me too. You saw the state they were in. Yeah, a bit of a nasty pit devil. Yeah. I um I'm I I'm who was it that found us? Which who what was the name of the dwarves? I would that like found to us? thank them. I must ask them how we how they managed to get us out. We had just been stabbed by something out of this world. I would very much like to know how on earth we were su- we survived. Um well, you'd have your good friend Fenellan to thank for that one. You he know. found us. He he didn't find you so much as uh, you know cast revivify a couple of times, and I sort of did the rest. But who who was it that found us? Oh, that would be uh, um, um, the 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 Gillen and well, Gillen and Gellen. You know, they're, they're twins. How on earth did they drive away that monster? <laughs> Just Kodak. You see him in his brain. The gears are turned. Did you say revivify? Yeah. We were dead. That's what that does. We we were gone. We got stabbed in the chest. I can't entirely say I'm surprised. It, it was too late for your friend, though. It would have been. But I'm just kind of realising just how bad it could have gone. How, how were they just... Did they happen to be in the area and stumble across us? Well, basically, yeah. They, you know, we, we've got our militia down here and they were going out there with um, Drakamore Thunderfist and they were trying to see what was going on because we heard that there were some things happening outside and, you know, we like to make sure that we're safe in here and all, all the other cans are aware of what's going on. You heard the commotion or you just heard of it? A little bit of A, a little bit of B. When, after we, after Fenellan has returned and I've spoken to him, I would very much like to speak to Gillen and Gellan if possible. Oh, they've gone. 
What do you mean gone? Uh, well, they, they actually they have a. Um, Hmm. Roll a persuasion check for me. Alright. Okay. So uh that would be eighteen. And they sort of glance a little bit of Kodak and glance back at you and they they kind of shrug at this point and they realise, well, you know, screw it, you're a good friend of Fennel and Firebeard, so um well you know, they're off to uh, Coal Town because there's been, you know, some issues down there. So, so they're kind of just keeping an eye on the situation. Damn. I don't, how do you, do you know how they managed to drive off that beast? Wouldn't have a clue. I wasn't there. Vanellan, damn it. I'll have to ask him if he knows. Well, Colt, he... Colt, is there anything we should be worried about in Coal Town? Is anything bad happening that could affect... Oh, no, nothing bad. Just, um, you know, there's some tense relations with the... You know, with the hill dwarves, you know, mm-hmm. you know, leaving, well, much leaving like tradition it. behind. Much like last time. Well, my the thing that has me concerned is that was not our first encounter with these under otherworldly beings. We have fought imps, fiends, too many times for me to even remember. If there's more of them coming out, I would very much like to know why and how. In God's That's, name, we stop them. That does seem to be a reoccurring theme. These incidents, as I'm going to refer to them as keep increasing um, so I don't know if you have people to talk about but this might become an issue that will face your people at some point yeah so well the person that you'd probably want to talk to there is you know y- y- Fennell and you know him you'll, mm. you'll be able to talk to him quite easily and and the other one well he's currently in a in a meeting with um, Hagen Dunlord and Stonehammer the, the current leader mm-hmm. uh, you, you might you'll probably be able to talk to them later but um We'll wait. I'll, I'll, I will very much wait for Fenellan to return. Oh, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll, I'm sure he'll be back soon. In 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 the meantime, would would you would it be okay if we attended and attended to and um, conducted the ceremony for our? Of course. Thank you. Yeah. No. Um. You're you're more than welcome to use our. Uh, you're more than welcome to use the lake, if Thank you wish. You. And uh, so, because uh, we've got all of obviously Katya's possessions, with ours they're in this little room with mm-hmm. us. We'll, I guess, we'll just carry the bodies down and we'll get things started. Yeah, they are they're set out on stretchers. We'll stretch them both. Yeah. I sort of have it like, you know, we'll both take one side, so we're both taking both each of them. So, yep. You know, we're both sort of taking them down to. Yeah. Yeah, we should probably organize. Use, were they boats that you said they used in the cavern? You'll find them at the lake. Okay. Yeah, they they kind of just you, you know they they sit there. Well, I can't imagine there's many dwarven boat builders. Um, you'd be surprised. That you would. Very well. I'm sorry. I don't really know much about dwarves. Oh, this is my second or third encounter with your people. It's all very new to me. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. They generally, they don't mistrust, they don't distrust outsiders, but they're generally not too warm and welcoming to them either. Oh, yeah, it's very rare for for people to, you know, actually 
be allowed in the Cairn. Put it this way, I strongly suspect that if it was not for my relationship with Fenella, we would have been left to die. Unfortunately, you, oh. you, you do have a point there. You're welcome, Kodak. I'm going to have to thank him very much when I finally get to meet him. And that, uh, we wouldn't. I wouldn't know this healer's name off the top of my head. No. May before we, and I'm like, I'm. We're still in presumably a lot of pain because we've, you know. You guys have been healed. Like you're probably a little bit. We're aching. fine. Okay, you're sweet. Fine. Right. Okay. There's what the scars that you saw when you uh, woke up. They're even less visible now. So they're going to eventually fade to nothing. Yeah. Was just out of curiosity, what was what were we stabbed with? A tail, a spine, a sword. Uh, you don't know. Okay, right. Um, and okay, uh, thank you for attending to us once again. May I ask your name, friend? Um, Steve. No. <laughs> Steve Irwin. Well, my name's um, uh, Ash Ashlyn Hartforger. Nice to meet you, Ashlyn. Sorry, just in in the back of my head, I was just like, oh, well, my name's Vladimir Putin. No. (laughs) Thank you very much, Ashlyn. Like, thank you. Come, come Kodak. Let's get this done. um, and, And try not to fall down any stairs. I'll try my best, but no promises. Yeah. And I kind of, like, accidentally walk into the door. (laughs) (laughs) There's less of a door in just kind of the sharp corner of a rock. Um, All right, let's let's get this done. Yeah. So Kodak has never been to this settlement before. Um, Leonette has been to Cairn Dunlodon Mm -hmm. a number of times over the past few years, so this site is familiar to you. But... Kodak, this is like nothing you've ever seen before. You walk out and all of these rooms and houses are carved into a cliff that's under a mountain. And there's this massive cavern with lights that glimmer like stars above and vines and moss and fungi growing all along this massive cavern wall. And at the very bottom... You see this almost endless still lake. It's quite beautiful here. Oh, it is. With a bit of luck, you'll be able to see some more of what this beautiful place has to offer. I I think I'd like that a lot. Oh, Katja, I wish you could have seen this place. You would have absolutely loved it. And just kind of keep moving on. Mm. Yeah. Taking it towards the lake and the boats. There is, um, you don't have to go down the stairs, which are basically cut directly into the cliff faces, because there are the occasional, um, you know, lift or platform Mm -hmm. that you are able to use. I assume, yeah, we, we get there without any trouble. Yeah, so it takes you maybe 20 minutes, half an hour roughly. The lake is empty. There are no funerals today. And there are just a couple of... They're not amazingly made boats because they are going to be burnt to a crisp. Mm -hmm. But there are a couple of boats available for you to use just sitting on the water. They're not even swaying. There's no 
current. There's no wind. There's no waves. I assume they're big enough for Koda, for Katya and um, Mercer to lay side by side. Kind of. You might have to put them on top of each other. Well, yeah, just a not too much overlap, but like. Yeah, it's they're dwarven sized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, basically, I'll make it look as nice as possible, and I'll, I'll take. So I assume we've taken Katya's maul. Yeah. I'll just no. sort of take. Leo, can to, I see that for a second? I was going to ask you to help me with it by all means. And I grab hold of the maul, and you just see the faintest moving of my lips as I cast Druid Craft, and you see various plants begin to grow up and around the maul. Um, you see a few different flowers that begin to just ever so slightly blip different colours, blues, reds, and a very faint yellow. As I go and put it onto the boat in Katia's hands, you see it slowly spread across the outsides of the boat and up the mast. Oh, Kodak, that is just beautiful. It gets better, just wait. I'm waiting. Yeah. Um, so as we go, how are we going to light the boat? I'll take care of that. Yeah. So as we get it ready, you know, so as it goes out, I'm assuming you're setting it on fire. Well, uh, just before we set it off to sail, I'm just sort of going to just kneel down and again, just sort of whisper to Katya, um, may, may, the, may the cleansing fire welcome you peacefully into the next world. If there's anybody that deserves it, it's you. And may the druid's gift guide you. I just wish this... I wish this wasn't the last time we were going to see you. And as you begin, you see that... So well, I feel like we're just doing it... Like, yeah. we'll just sort of push her off together. Yeah, so you, you wade in both hands on the boat, and it's maybe... You see, as the fire begins to grow, the flowers just... Almost like little fireworks, just the yeah. pulsing starts getting quicker in relation to the fire. I was going to say, I would have just lit it with my hands, just sort of... Mm. Yes. As we pushed it yeah. off. So... What you can see as you wade into the water, there isn't a current at the shore, but as you push it out, there is just the faintest rocking as something takes the boat further out. And it's currently on fire, I take it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there she goes. Fair work, Altia. <laughs> oh, you an enigmatic creature I am really really going to miss you so what are the two of you doing now um I guess we'll just pause in a moment of just reflection just watching yep and as you stand there you feel just a small hand touch your elbow and you look down and it's your old friend I'll just smile down at him and say You picked a fine time, friend. It is wonderful to see you. He nods and he smiles and just stands there in silence with you. And with that, we will cut to a short break here on 106.9 Tune FM. I just picture, like, one tear just rolling down Leonard's cheek as he watches and Kodak's realizes... not even hiding it. He's, he's just like sobbing. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, just one tear rolls down his cheek as he realizes, oh, yeah, this is... this is it. This is happening. And with that, we'll be right back here on 106.9 Tune FM. You're listening to the home of UNE's student-powered radio.
Welcome back. That was a uh, request from Katya's player. We hope you're doing all right. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that I hope you're not too emotional, uh, M. I hope we gave your character a fitting send off. Yeah. M will obviously be back next week, presumably with a brand new character. Uh, It's going to be Vladimir Putin. It Um, will not be, (laughs) and I will fire you. That is not within my technical. Scribe abilities. Wizard, <laughs> spells a <of> fanfic. <laughs> Just to keep the trend going. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but as you stand there in silence, grieving for a lost friend, you are joined by the silent and compassionate camaraderie of your oldest and most trusted friend, Fennel and Firebeard. He reaches My about knees. your knee. Yeah. yeah. He's got a pretty bald dome. So in that, he and I match. Yeah, he's got just a little wispy bits of white hair, but he has a massively bushy, bright orange beard. As always, my dear friend, I am so envious my beard will never be as big as that. It's the jeans. (laughs) Kodak, I'd like you to meet my oldest and my most trusted friend in this entire world. This is Fennel and Firebeard. And as soon as you say that, you just see me go hug him and attempt to pick him up. Oh, boy, that's not what I was expecting. Kodak, Kodak, no, drop him. And I just put him down. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's all right, young man. You seem to be having a bit of a rough day. Remember how I told you? You're the one who saved us, right? Sort of. How many times did you have to cast Revivify on us? Technically only once. (laughs) How gone were we? Well, gone enough that I had to cast Revivify. Like, so were you Were you above the ground with them, or did they bring you down here? They bring us down here. No, I was up there with the others. Did you, did you, were you the one that found us? Well, that was actually, um, uh, Thunderfist. You know, he's the, he's our scout. Did, by the time you got to us, had that monster from the other realm gone or was it still there we didn't see anything thank god for that because i don't think you would have gotten out alive either (laughs) you like to underestimate me don't you it killed one of our friends and very nearly killed the two of us but for your timely arrival by definition we were dead thank you again oh you're welcome my friend is not entirely he gets a bit freaked out by the whole dead thing well, I think anyone would be a bit freaked out if, uh, you know, they just found out that they're dead. It's not my first rodeo. Just looks at Leo, just... Yeah, Fenelon looks up at you as well like, what? Ah, moving on. Um, so, oh, well, what, I presume that upon... Well, put it this way, I presume that you would have been rather shocked. This is not how I would have chosen to see you again, friend. Yeah, well, it's quite unexpected. We, um... Well, we're not really able to... Well, we can have visitors right now, but we're just... We're expecting them. I, uh... You know what? Come with me. Any motions for you to follow? We were... We were actually going... We were, we were planning to stop by here as it was on our way. We were going to pass through on our travels. Th- has something gone wrong? Not so much that something's gone wrong. Um... Well, you you know the stuff that's been happening with, you know, Coal Town and 
the hill dwarves and people here being like, oh, you know, they've left their traditions behind. And I know bits. I haven't entirely been filled in. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's kind of insular private business. Sure. But, well, there's also that and the fact that, um, yeah, these creatures just appearing everywhere. And at that, I'm just popping up, like just perking up creatures. Well, you know, like the things that you were fighting, apparently. Son of a... My fears have come true. I was afraid we have fought fiends, we have fought imps, we have fought all sorts of things from another world, and they were appearing to come up with increasing frequency. I want to know why and how to stop it. And I think the man that sent us on our little mission might have a few answers. Probably. I might be able to give you a few answers myself. Oh, Fenella, that's what I love about you. It's a weird way to say that, but okay. He just elbows your... Yeah, a little bit above your it's knee. All just like it just play- hits in the thigh. It's all just yeah. like sort of playful banter, isn't it, between yeah. the two of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we're just, like, literally, this is... Picture like your oldest and closest best friend you haven't seen for years. I'm just on cloud nine right now. Which is weird, because, you know... Mm, it's a bitch, good relief. Yeah. Did you good distraction. that's a phrase there is real physical pain right now sorry (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry Em I don't mean to insult your character Um, yeah so in a dwarven settlement um, I'll say like at this point because I presume obviously you know and this would go true for every other time that I've been here I have to, like, almost get on my knees and, like, shuffle through doorways, don't I? No. No, it's like, it, I can... They build... So, dwarves, you know, they're short. Yes, I knew that. They build things on a very large scale. Right. That's good. So, even in a door, you can, like, in a room, you can stand pretty comfortably. Sweet. Right, so... um. You, you said that you were showing up here anyway, right? We were... And at this, I sort of... My voice just sort of trails off because I realised Katya was the one guiding us. We have been sent by a rather mysterious man to collect magical artefacts for him. And I'm just going to sort of just motion to Kodak at this point and say, Fear not, my friend. I trust this I trust this fellow with my life. And I... Um, Very we, well. We were sent to recover some that was stolen from him and others that he had not yet found we found one for him we were on our way to find another we were being directed by our uh, our dear friend who thought she knew where another individual that would have one was and we were going to pass by here on the way we were going to head towards Avonlea and we were going to come through here on our way to our final destination where we were headed to begin our search again so this is kind of by happy accident, I must say. Although I can't say that dying was on our plans. So, um, what was I saying? So you roughly cut your mark to where she thought that the temple would be on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite near Avonlea, but you do have that location now. Yeah. That was her village. We were kind of hoping we'd be able to... I was I was hoping we, she'd be able to see it, but there certainly was no point tra- traveling all that way just to lay her to rest there. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, fellas. Um, 
given the carnage that we just saw, I'm not sure there's going to be much of a village left by the time you get there. Excuse me? Um, is there any chance that whatever attacked us could also attack them? Because I feel like Cartier was sending them money for something. I can't imagine they were a very prosperous town. Have you have you come from Avonlea? Well, no, but you got to go through Avonlea to get to Coal Town. And what what condition is it in? Well, it's not the condition that Avonlea is in. It's the condition that the camp and that the two of you were in. I see. So Avonlea is on the way. Well, yeah, you weren't that far from it. Oh dear God, that thing's headed straight there. Let's hope for their sake. Can we get word to the villagers? Can we let them know to get out? Is that in character or out of character? In character. Um, look, I can tell Gillen and Gallen to send some information, but, you know, not many people trust mountain dwarves these days. You, Fenella, you've known me for a very long time. You know exactly what I'm capable of and how much of a formidable force I am in battle, Yes. Yeah, but I also know I just had to bring it back from the dead. That's my point. That thing, whatever it was, swatted Kodak and I to the side like we were flies. Those villagers will not stand a chance. They will be annihilated. I know. Dear God. But we you have to understand that while I might have some sympathy for people outside of this, Karen, no one, not many other people do. When you are the wonderful exception. Mm. I am on the council now, but... Getting people to listen to me can be a bit of a pain in the old behind. We'll never make it in time. Do you guys have... Even if we left now, we This is a long stretch, time. but I know um, some places use birds to carry messages. Do you have any similar system for other settlements? Um, well, not birds, but we can send other messages quite quickly to, you know, other cairns. Not really other human towns. Damn it. Uh, hmm. I can send word to Thunderfist and and Gillen and Gellin while they're out there. They're on their way. They can stop by. That's about the best that I can do for you right now. If you wouldn't mind, please. Anything will help. Anything. Thank you. But for God's sake, and I don't think I need to tell you this twice, let them know if they see whatever that creature is, do not engage. I will let them know. Dear God. So tell me about Coal Town. What's been going on with these hill dwarves? Or at least tell us the most that you can. It's not really the hill dwarves themselves. It's, uh, well, Coal Town's quite industrial and they're petitioning the queen and the queen's getting the shits. And, well, basically, they want some more safety measures and, uh, apparently they're starting to gather their own little militia, which is, you know, making the people worried. Of course. Are they trying to march on you? It sounds like your people are heading for a civil war. Well, I know it's early days yet, but that is... They're not trying to march on us. They're just getting the militia for for the town. You know, it's not just Hilldorfs down there. You got yourself some, you know, orcs, some some half-orcs. A couple of other goliaths apparently came down from the mountains and started working there. Oh! Uh, Anyone? No, no, it couldn't be. Well, I don't know any of any other. You seem worried, people. Leo. What's what's wrong? Hmm. That's. Are there Goliaths we should be worried about? No. Let me put it this way. I, Goliaths are not a rare species, but we are 
isolated and in the entire history that I could find, I am the only one that has ever left my clan or ventured too far from the tribe. If there's only a few of them that are down here, something that is very unheard of. Or Do you down think something's happened to your people? No, I don't suspect that. I just think, I just find it a bit odd that I can only assume an entire tribe has made the decision to venture down here, and that's, it's not usual for a Goliath to leave the mountains. Like I said, I'm maybe one of, I can only assume a very small handful that have ever ventured away from the mountains alone, and I'm definitely the only one that's ever done so without the knowledge of their clan. Fenelon, oh, sorry, let me explain, Kodak. Um, the it's not so much a civil war as the fact that they're building up their defences for something that's coming and that's a little bit of a problem because that's not entirely adhering to tradition. What? No, that's... No. You're, see, the issue isn't us. We don't really care what they're doing. You know, hill dwarves, they don't... They, they haven't been part of our people for quite some time. You know, it's like the wood elves and the high... And, the, you know, the fancy pants elves. They're both elves, but... They're different elves. Sure. So, you know, we're, we're mountain dwarves and they're hill dwarves. We're both dwarves, but that's about where the, the similarity ends. Um, people here don't like the hill dwarves because they don't like that the hill dwarves left the cairns. The, the issue isn't us. It's the issue that, um, well, the, you know, the human folks and their nobles that got all their panties in a twist because they don't like that, you know, coal towns getting weapons and you know, kind of building themselves up into a bit of a, a forward of their own power. The Hill Dwarves are building up a militia for some reason. Is that concerning your people? I mean, a little bit. We're just keeping eyes on the situation. I'm, um... How are your defences? Oh, we're fine. No one knows how to get in here. No, but I mean, do you have a militia? Yes. So what part of this is breaking tradition? So it, nothing's breaking tradition, like... Right, just because that was said by the healer, like the tradition yeah, thing. Yeah, so, so what the healer was saying was that they find that they, they don't like hill dwarves. It's like a little bit of prejudice oh, against gotcha. it. Right, sorry, because hill dwarves right, yeah. have thrown away the traditions yeah. of their people gotcha. to live with humans. Yeah, so the hill dwarves are living with people, with orcs, with men, with, you know, all that yeah. shit. And that's in Coal Town. Yes. And how far, And what is the name of the place we're in? Can Dunloden. Because obviously, yeah, Leo would know that. He's been a hundred yeah. stars. And how far away is um, Coltown from here, from Can Loden? About a week. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Back in character. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't really know what's going on down there, but I'm sending some of my people to keep an eye on things. Uh, just a question. Do you, do, you have, do you have much communication with the Clan Ironback by any chance? Them those bear fellas? <laughs> Yeah, that, they're, the, they're the ones. Uh, well, not really. Last I heard, they were having a bit of an issue with Coal Town as well. Because, well, you see, you know, with the Ironback Forest, that's that's your place, right? That's your home. Well, Coal Town, last I heard, was doing quite a bit of lugging in there and cutting down a lot of the forest. They didn't take too kindly to that. This isn't good. Um, is there any way we can send a message to the chieftain? Well, I don't know the chieftain, so I can't send the message. But um, uh, no, that that's fair. Um, look, I'll, if you give I'll decide me a, something. If you give me a couple of hours, I can whip you up a scroll of sending, and you can send one yourself. 
That could work. Speaking of scores of sending, we haven't found an artifact yet, but I'm starting to wonder if it might be pertinent to fill in our... Um, fill in our... What's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Employee... Employ- no, it's like... Patron. Patron, that's it. That's a, it may be... It may... It may be pertinent to let our patron know what's happened. It's probably not a bad idea just to give him a heads up that stuff is starting to get rough out here. But we'll sort out your issue first. Worst case, I can find ways around that. Well, no, I th- and I'll just sort of I'll like Fenelon has offered to get you a scroll of sending. We, it would, we, it would be it would be polite of us to accept his offer. I agree. It is rude to refuse a gift, especially one like that. Especially so, from, you. especially considering how freely it has been offered to an outsider. Look, he came with you. As far as I'm concerned, you guys are just my guests. So, and again, I'm sort of like, you're welcome. <laughs> Oh, Fennel and I am so pleased to see you again. Yeah, me too. I was a bit worried there when I hadn't heard from you in quite some time. I uh, sent someone up to, you know, to halfway to check if you were there, and they said that you'd gone. How long, how long, oh, I guess they wouldn't know how long we'd been gone for. It mustn't have been long. We've only been on the road for about a month. That's not right. How long have we been away for? Roughly a month. Roughly a month, right Well, you should have seen the smile on my face when I realised we were passing through here. Well... I'm quite pleased about that. I always knew you'd be coming back to me one day. (laughs) Of course, of course. I couldn't leave you behind. So, I have some business to attend to. Of course. Don't let us keep you any longer. It's fine. You are my guests. If anyone gives you shit, you just tell them where to put their boots. Of course. Uh... Follow me. I'll take you to. I'll take you to my. Um, well, take you to my little area of the. Can't really say woods. We don't have much wood down here. Hmm. Uh, will our possessions be safe in the in the company of Ashland? Oh yeah, you'll be fine. I can get oh. someone to cart them up here. No worries. Where are our? If you my mouse, where are our horses? They're on the surface. Oh, they, they don't really fit down here and didn't really want to stress. Are they, are, they, are they okay? They're not too stressed out? I don't know. I don't have anything to do with them. I hope Last I right. heard, they were fine. We sent they um, ran away, thank the gods. Yeah, that was quite smart of them. I'm glad they're all right. Maybe well, a couple bruises and wounds here and there, but nothing life-threatening. They desert, They will get so many apples. Do you, by any chance... If we like, our cart was left behind, so we might need to get a few more supplies before we head off. Not that we're leaving anytime soon, but is there somewhere we can go to do that at some point? Oh, there's shops everywhere. Well, it's, oh. a, it's a city here. Perfect. Um, I'll keep that in mind just in case I see anything. We, we can't really give you a new cart. You know, we only really have mine carts down here. We, um. That is very kind of you. Thank you. Your generosity has been more than enough. Oh, it's fine. Anything for you guys. I might, I might have to call in a favor at one point. You've got one. You've got as many as you need, my friend. You wouldn't have to do anything for us for me to grant you a favor. You know that. Well, I'm grateful for that. I do appreciate it. Well, um, once we get to once we get to our court, once we get to where we're staying, we'll um, we'll I'll get we'll get Kodak um 
to send out his message and then I think it would be a good idea for us to contact our employer and let him know exactly how much shit has hit the proverbial fan. Yeah, this... And Kodak just kind of trails off. Yeah, so as you walk in silence, we will cut to another quick break here on 106.9 Tune FM.
we're back. Thank you for tuning in. So Fennell and Firebeard has led you to some of the upper quarters of this interior cliffside dwarven city, or can, as they're called. And his quarters are pretty bloody large. And he gives you your own room. Your stuff has already been moved, as well as uh, Mercer Green and Katya's things have been moved with your other things. Oh, my goodness me. Thank you. <laughs> Just... Oh, it's no worry. We, um, there is something I forgot to mention, though, in all of the excitement, it completely slipped my mind. We were taking a small detour in our search for the artifacts. I was contacted by an old companion of mine, Ashal, in Halfway. He needs help. Apparently some bad stuff's going down. That's where we were headed. Well, nothing bad was really happening last time one of my contacts were there, but if you need to make use of the tunnels, then you're more than welcome to. I, I'm very grateful to hear that. Of course, we will not just leave immediately. We will stay a night. And I would hope not, given the state that we found you two in. You might need a couple of days to this you know, was what rest I was getting and at. recuperate. Not to take advantage of your hospitality, but I was hoping for a few days to take things easy. And that is m- more than fine, and I believe that we have a couple of things that you and I should probably discuss as well. Fine, happy to. But then I think we will be heading out. Pausing our search for the artifacts once again, we're going to head to halfway if Kodak is in agreement. I that was our original plan anyway. Should 100% continue on. Artifacts. Ishal sounded quite worried. The magical artifacts we've been looking for for our patron. Yeah, now, now you mentioned these before. What specifically magical artifacts are these, if I may inquire? I'm going to pull out the drawing that we say, had that's we, in the scroll case. We don't, really, we don't really know exactly what they are. Our employer has been rather secret about it but they basically the first one that we found looks like this and i'm going to pull out the picture that we have on the piece of paper there's the faintest hint of recognition and curiosity that just kind of quickly dashes over fenella's features would i have noticed it yeah you know him well enough yeah i was gonna say oh come on now friend i know you too well what's happened what's going on you've seen this before Unfortunately, yeah, I have seen these before. So, who did you say was employing you? Do you know the name Sir Orem? I have heard of him. I believe we are in something of the same business, he and I. Oh. Now, realistically, given that you are outsiders, I probably should not be sharing this information with you. But I do believe that, given the state of the world right now, knowledge should be freely shared. I have always agreed. You know, the thing about us dwarves is we've got real long memories. And we like to keep a real detailed recollection of all the events in history that we've been witness to. And I think one of the things that we have unfortunately been witness to is... um. Well, the the unition, unison, I don't know how to pronounce that word, your tongue's so weird to me, of uh, your human clans, Mm. which did in fact involve some of these little round doohickeys you got here. And also to do with, uh, you know, back when these unholy fiend creatures freely roamed this continent. 
these are what drove them away? I don't know. But they had something to do with them. They had something to do with them. But you don't know what. We don't have all the information left. Many of uh, many of Dunloden's journals have been lost to the wind, and you know the rest of it's undecipherable. Do you have any animosity between yourselves and Sir Orem? No, particularly. Good. I was afraid that you. He made mention a few times of people stealing things from him. I was just making sure that it wasn't you. I have no desire to steal anything from anybody. I didn't think so. I'm all meant, like... I'm a little bit worried because this thing seems to be a whole lot bigger than what I first thought. You said all over the world. What at the state of the world, things are happening all over the world. Well, I only really know the world in, you know, relation to the continent that we live on. I can't speak for, you know, say, Elysia or the Wandering Isles or anywhere further south of here. Mm. You said you know, sir, or I just... Now, forgive me, Leo, but I'm going to pull out the emblem of the white flame that we got. What can you tell me about this? You appear to have some form of history of Sir Orem. I know him by reputation. I don't know the man, you know, in a personal manner. What is his reputation? Somewhat secretive, quite powerful, dangerous. I got the exact same vibe from him. Sorry to interrupt, Kodak. You were no, asking. No, that's okay. <laughs> but much like me, he's a dealer of secrets. And he takes out, looks at the emblem and kind of bites like, yeah, that's real platinum. Probably worth a pretty penny too. Oh, I'm going to like just inspect mine as well. He invited us to join an organization he heads up. Well, that's an interesting piece of information. And... He would no doubt be very much displeased that I have shared that with somebody he does not know, but all my loyalty towards you um, and my loyalty that I have for him are night and day. Hmm. I trust you enough to know that... I trust you enough to know that you are the one person I would believe and trust above all else. Well, like I said, I only really know things in relation to my people here. Does that information, you said it was a pretty piece of information, is it concerning to you? Well, yeah, of course it's concerning. I don't really want to have to deal with an insurrection of, you know, winged beasties and other kind of monsters that pin people to trees, apparently. Oh, no, sorry, I meant the, the, the organization that he's heading up. Oh, not particularly. Right. Just because you mentioned that was an that was a pretty that was interesting information. That's all. Well, I think it's just well. You're a smart man, Leonet. I'm sure that your friend here. Sorry, I don't believe we've actually been formally introduced, there, son. I'm Kodak. Kodak, I am back. Kodak, right? Now I don't actually believe that. Um, kind of pauses and drifts off for a second. I'm I'm sorry. It's been a long day. It's, a, it's just interesting, is all. You're a smart man, and I'm sure that uh, Kodak here, you're a smart man, too. You he, see Kodak kind of, like, cleaning his ear and just... He <laughs> has his moments. <laughs> yeah, well, if I smell smoke, I know where it's coming from. Not me. <laughs> I was going to say two brain cells rubbing together, but... That would be accurate. <laughs> but a heart of gold. Look, we all need someone like that. Look. You, you know me. You, you don't know everything about me, but you know me. I know you well enough, my friend. 
like I said, we're in the same business, he and I. So the fact that you are now a member of his organization is just interesting to me. I didn't say we were a member, I just said he'd asked us to join. Well, the fact that you're holding those medallions indicates that uh, you accepted that offer. Oh, he gave them to me before I'd said a response. You actually, no. No? He oh, held no. it out and Sorry. you said... I must have misremembered. Sorry. No, yeah. he held it out and you said I would be on it and you took it. Radio. Yeah. And Kodak was just like, sure, this sounds fun. Yeah, that was shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I promise that if you begin an arrival organization, I will not hesitate to join yours in a heartbeat. Well, my organization's dwarven only. I figured as much. Unfortunately, Kodak, I can be... I can have a I can have as strong a friendship as possible with a dwarf, but sadly, there are some things that even friendship cannot overcome. It's not that issue. It's more that um, he glances around, just kind of looks at any doorways or whatever passes for a window underground. Look, I'm on the council here. I'm you know something that you'd consider something of a spy master here. Indeed. I'm the one that I make sure that I've got all the information that we need to know. Of course. Which is why I say that it's dwarven only, it's dwarven only. Of course. I meant no offense. I'm none taken. Well, if you ever need anything from us, feel free to ask. I mean, you did bring me back from death. Oh, believe me, I will be. I owe you a lot. Strictly speaking, you owe him your life. Let's just hope he chooses not to collect. I have no interest in that. All I want is to keep an eye on the outside world. Well, given the amount of letters that I've exchanged with you about the, what I've found outside, you know that you can always count on me for that. Well, I'm grateful for that. Oh, do you want to be with me when I send this message to Sir Orem, Kodak? Or would you rather not be? Um, I'm indifferent to it, to be honest. You I send your message to your, to your people. I will work on the message to Sir Orem. Sounds like a plan. Okay. And for reference, it is 25 words. Yeah, okay, sweet. Because yep. you, uh, yeah, I presume the, the Dwarven, they've given him a scholar's scanning by this point? Sorry, I heard Dwarven something something scholars. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I feel like, because, you know, Fenelon said that Kodak would be provided with a scholar's scanning. Yeah, so he it? actually yep. has to sit down and make it. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so that actually, it basically just takes the same components as the spell. But it takes a while to make that spell, so he actually has to physically make the scrolls. Radio. It'll take a little bit of time. I will work on the message for our dear, dear, dear for our dear patriot patron. We about to say dear daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to reword that very quickly. It's all right, that's most of the comments on the art that I commissioned of him. <laughs> <laughs> So, will you be crafting this message? I will be crafting this message okay. now, yeah. Yeah, Kodak's just going to kind of think of what message he's going to send through the chieftain. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, and what else are the two of you doing at this point? How are you feeling in this moment? Rough, but... Honestly... Like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Just after the funeral... Just a bit rough, just a bit worn down, still feeling like I've been hit by a truck. Yep. At the moment, I'm just feeling just pure, like, you know, like when you've, you finally see your best friend that you haven't seen for years, it's just pure and utter 
pure and utter like just elation at seeing him again. Yeah. Like I regret as soon as I saw him and you know we smiled at each other. I regret not doing what Kodak did and just pulling him in for a big old hug. Yeah. So I'm quite happy. No worries. So at this point, while you're sitting there, I imagine Leonette's deep in thought, Kodak less so, but kind of wandering around, you know, maybe poking at things here and there, you start to feel a slight tickle in your brain as well. Oh. And you hear another familiar voice say, Right, so I didn't actually get much of a... Shit. Please tell me that you guys are... I'm still in Southern. Please tell me that you guys are on your way. I'm trying to do an Irish accent. Is this a shawl? It's meant to be a shawl, yeah. Oh, it's just an ad for constipation. I I didn't have much of a shit. (laughs) We're in really deep trouble here. I could really use a hand. And I'm still... Yeah, that's what you hear, but it's in an Irish accent. (laughs) A shawl? You just hear Kodak just say that out loud. Just that's um. Did he just contact you as well? Yes. What did he say? I th- I think he's got an upset stomach. He's, <laughs> but apparently things aren't going well. So we might need to speed up our journey at some point. Well, we can. Like Fennell said, we are in no state just yet. We might be able to cut down our recovery here for a day like we might be able to cut a day off but we cannot leave just yet no we need at the very least a night or two a night would be cutting it very quick very very concerningly close um we need time to rest who knows (laughs) there could be some after effects of being brought back from death Yes. So it would be important to take that time just to make sure we are ready to travel again. (laughs) Very much agreed. So, at this point, um, Fenelon returns with actually a couple of scrolls and hands them to you. Now, these are, uh, you know, they're quite costly to make, but... Since it seems like you only had one other one and you might need them in an emergency, I made you a couple. Try not to just use them willy-nilly because they're quite hard to come by. Thank you. I appreciate it greatly. You're more than welcome. Now I actually have to go to another meeting with uh, that damn stone hammer, but I will be back. Feel free to wander around, read some of the books. I don't know if you understand Dwarven. There's a couple there in other languages. Just please try not to break anything. That's valid. I'll try my best. Right. So you now have three scrolls of sending. Well, technically two once Ben has finished writing and sending off this message to Sir Orem. I have finished the message. Okay. Do you want me to tell you what it said? Yeah. It says, um, no further artifacts found, more otherworldly creatures appearing in greater numbers, regularity, and power. Search paused, halfway needs our help. Cartier is dead. <laughs> what a message. I'm sorry to hear that. There's the Irish accent. Oh, so wait, sorry. That, oh, I've just, so I've just, whew, yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Please keep me informed. 
I can't respond like, will do. I just, no. yeah. You. That was rather callous, you bastard. He said he was sorry. The rest of the words go through. (laughs) 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 No, it was more just like, because I, like, you know, that was, he could have maybe, oh, I'm so sorry. Just, I'm sorry to hear that. Keep me informed. But yeah, okay. I was a little bit afraid he was going to be pissed off that we're pausing the search to run to halfway, but I did say that halfway needs our help. So I'm hoping he's fairly understanding. It's all good. I probably I didn't want to reveal that we're you know no it's all good there's dwarves it's all good you see Kodak get the scroll and just kind of looking at it first as he begins to go and send his message Mm -hmm. just not really having thought of it it's like hi Ursula it's Kodak (laughs) hope you're well things are getting weird on the outside demons are on the march gather the army love Kodak. (laughs) <laughs> sure. Say hi to Misha for me. And there's 24 words. <laughs> Kodak, it's not been a delight to hear from you. It's not been a delight. Are you coming home? <gasps> Things are happening here as well. And I think that's a good place to end tonight's episode. Good Lord and heavens to Betsy. Wowee. So, how are we feeling? Excited for what the hell could possibly come next, especially since, you know, I presume Kazem will be here next week. It'll be fairly early in the session that her yeah. new character will be introduced. Pretty much. Yeah. So we're going to head, obviously, to halfway. Once we've dealt with that kerfuffle, um, Billy, I, I presume you're okay with, like, we'll just then keep searching. Yeah, for 100%. Because yeah. now, especially that I feel like I was expecting Soron to be a little bit more concerned that these creatures are appearing more frequently and, like, Bigger, scary. Keep in mind, he probably already knows. True, true. He did say keep me informed, though. So that whole thing where it was like, don't use this scroll until you find something, don't waste my time, is obviously not really a big issue anymore. Yeah, you know, it'll be fine. Mm. But um, I'm glad we all had a fun session. It was fun. a great session. <laughs> it was a very good session. Thank you for um, thank you for putting it together, just tinged with, you know, that slight little bit of... Emotional trauma is my forte. I'm pleased. Traumatize me until I'm traumatized. <laughs> All right, keep it PG-13. Um. Yes, you're saying that to the guy that very nearly used the phrase daddy. <laughs> it happens. Yes. But it's been really fun. Um, How is the artwork of Leonette coming along? <laughs> I can show you after. Beautiful. Uh, that will be also up on our blog once it's finished. We have a website finally. We have a we have a blog which is awesome. It is uh, dungeons-and-airwaves.tumblr.com. There is no e in Tumblr. We um, <laughs> Ash has been Ash has put together a very very nice little Tumblr page for us, which is has uh, which has some maps, a bit of background information that's necessary, and some more supplementary resources that you might want to have a look at. Also an in-depth recap of the episode that is unfortunately uh, lost in the wind. Yeah, that is a real <laughs> shame. Thank God, and I s- put it this way, I'm very, very glad it was... F- it, was not, it wasn't a nothing episode, but it was very much like a filler episode. Nothing major, major, major happened. Like, it would have been... I would we have got been, some horses. <laughs> I would, you I, got some horses, you fought some gnolls. Like, that's, I would have been really pissed off if it had been last week's episode. Then we would have had a bit of a problem. Yeah, but it's all good, and... Um, Considering people have been listening live to this episode, 
through uh, the online link, which apparently when it's not working is down. He is hoping this one recorded as well. But gonna, yeah, oh dear lord, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's been an honor to run this for you guys tonight, and I hope that you're doing well, M. Uh, thanks for listening in, and we can't wait to have you back in the studio with us. Yeah, everything I second, everything that Ash yeah. just said. And to our wonderful listeners, I hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode. Uh, make sure that you tune back in next week. Next for Monday. Next Monday, same time for, for, well, among other things, the introduction of M's new character. Yes, very excited about that. And you can find all of the, with one exception, all of the previous episodes <laughs> uh, on Spotify or on uh, Apple I iTunes, basically podcast, yeah. anywhere good podcast. No, you can literally be found. pretty much any any podcasting service you use will be able to find. Just search Dungeons and Airways Tune FM, and yep. we'll show up, which is absolutely amazing. Yes, and you'll be able to find all the other seasons as well. But we're the best. No, <laughs> no, that, that, <laughs> I can't. I can't say that I haven't listened to the other ones. I um, I think we're the best personally. <laughs> um, but you know, we're only a little biased. Just a little bit, just teeny bit biased. Well, with that note, we're going to say good night. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Um, Make sure that you tune in, like I said, to next week. And until then, have yourself a wonderful week. I have been Ben. I play Leonard Lawkeeper. I'm Billy, and I play Kodak. I'm Ash. I've been your Dungeon Master, and we hope you all have a good night. (laughs) 